Welcome to Building a Better Bond, a Fiber Bond podcast. On this episode of Building a Better Bond, Marty Gonsolin, Vice President of Supply Chain and Manufacturing at Fiberbond, joins us with more than 25 years of experience in operations to break down how she has seen firsthand the critical importance of safety on the job, especially in manufacturing and engineering industries. She joined us to break down how behavior-based safety can be one of the most forward-looking indicators for mitigating risk and being proactive with workplace safety. Now here's your host, Chris Reeves. Marty, thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Of course. I appreciate you taking the time. So um, I did a little research on you before we hopped on, and I noticed that before you joined Fiberbond, you were in the pharmaceutical industry. So I'm wondering what drove you to make the change to shift over on like focusing on operations and safety? Well, actually, in, in pharmaceuticals, I actually was somewhat on the operations side most of the time. Uh, I worked for over 22 years at a pharmaceutical manufacturing facility. Uh, during that tenure, we were owned by three different companies, but uh, always the same facility. So I got the advantage of seeing um, how the drug was manufactured, how we developed customers, how we did our contract operations through three different uh, companies. So felt uh, really privileged to be able to be there during that time. Uh, when I left there in 2013, I was the site director, had been there um, in management uh, in a leadership role probably for the last six to seven years I was there. Um, I don't know if it was just, um, I don't know, I, I just began to feel a, an urge to do something different. Um, I actually had uh, a skiing accident back in 2000, early 2013 that uh, that kind of set me back a little bit. And while I was uh, recuperating from that, I just uh, began to think about things I would like to do, other areas I would like to explore. And um, later in 2013, uh, after I was back at work, uh, this opportunity at Fiberbond came about, and it felt like the perfect fit for me at that time. And I have, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I would encourage anyone who has that uh, that inner voice that speaks to them, that calls them out for a new adventure, to uh, to listen to that because it's been very, it's been very rewarding for me. Totally different industry but uh, a really rewarding experience. Yeah, and I have to agree with that. I actually followed the same inner voice to get into podcasting a few years ago. And, of course, also a different industry, but I'm happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, you mentioned that injury that you had, that accident. We, uh, When we were talking before we started recording, you briefly mentioned that there was a time when your father was also injured but he was injured on the job. Do you want to talk some about that? I, I do, actually. I, have, I was always in, on the operations side uh, in manufacturing, wasn't responsible for site safety at that point when this happened to him, but um, almost 20 years ago that uh, he was injured, um, it, it, it left some, a big impression on me. Um, I got to see firsthand uh, the effects of being injured and not being able to work. Uh, I saw the impact on my family. Uh, Even though I was grown in a way and had kids of my own, I saw my mother struggle uh, as she was, of course, his 
primary caregiver, but she was also uh, the sole income winner while he was uh, while he was injured. And as a result of his injuries, he actually never returned full time to work. Kind of took uh, early retirement, and I saw I saw my dad change over that period of time. It was very difficult. He dealt with a lot of pain, but he also kind of dealt with an identity crisis, also of the of being able not being able to do what he'd always been able to do. Um, so I saw that firsthand. And uh, about a year after that happened, uh, I became responsible for the safety program uh, there at where I was working uh, in pharmaceuticals. It made a lasting impression on me. Uh, I think I have a different uh, viewpoint because of it. Um, I take worker safety very seriously. Uh, we take uh, uh, every injury here at Fiberbond seems a bit more personal to me, even if it's minor, because I've I've kind of I've walked that road with my family before. Yeah, I mean, how could that not become more personal when you've had to deal with those types of things? Your injury, exactly. You get to see it from a different perspective, definitely. Um, you know, companies today, uh, you know, everyone's going to see the impact of of worker injuries in terms of costs, in ter- terms of lost productivity. Uh, but you can also see it from the from the worker side. Uh, I think uh, you will you'll have a different opinion of it if you've actually seen it from that side. And and although my injury wasn't work related, uh, just from a personal standpoint, I know the effects of being away and 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 having your world kind of turned upside down. Uh, what kind of impact that can have on you? So I I think I have a little bit of a different perspective maybe than some when it comes to making sure that we're keeping uh, people safe and new ways we can explore to keep injuries from happening. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a really important point of view that you have. So for our listeners that aren't fully aware, can you tell me or tell us what what is behavior-based safety? Well, behavior-based safety is um, a process that a lot of companies have started using over the past few years. Uh, some of them di- uh, implement it differently. You can all, you can find all kinds of different companies out there that will help you implement it. But at its heart, uh, it's just a process which work groups can identify, measure, and change behavior. Um, it's an interesting topic, uh, behavior. We're all influenced by what happens around us. You know, as humans, we do what we see. We're all influenced by what happens around us, but that also makes behavior measurable and changeable uh, depending on the, the external influences. So it's, it, it is an effective way to change culture, to encourage employees to engage in safe behavior. Um, it looks at safety in a, a slightly different way, uh, trying to identify unsafe trends so that you can address them before an injury occurs. It also focuses on positive reinforcement for safe behavior. Um, It's all about changing people's mindset uh, and learning the habits of uh, of safety. So some of what you just said made me realize that company culture is really an essential part of creating an environment where employees are feeling safe to do their job. It absolutely is, and it is. It speaks to the heart of an employee's, of an of a company's culture. This will require. This process requires a lot of trust. 
uh, a lot of open and honest dialogue. And it's not something that you're going to implement overnight. Um, it's not something that you're going to be able to go out and, and give a pep talk on and expect results the next day. There's a lot of hard work that goes in behind it to kind of um, to make sure that you are uh, supporting the right culture, uh, communicating in an open and honest way. Uh, back in 2014, when uh, I joined in 2013, but in 2014 here at Fiberbond, uh, most of our customers were in the telecommunications and solar industry, um, and we were doing primarily concrete construction of buildings. Uh, within a year of that, by early 2015, our customer base and our method of construction changed significantly from concrete to steel. Uh, we entered the power and data center industries where uh, that primarily is steel construction. Uh, we have also, in the last two years, ramped up our production uh, and doubled our workforce. Uh, so with all those things kind of coming together, uh, we knew we had to step up our safety game. A lot of the work that we do now uh, requires a higher level of electrical and testing technical competency uh, by our employers. It also exposes them to a higher exposure to serious electrical hazards. So in addition to skills training, we were looking for a way to improve safety, to really get buy-in from our employees for safety. So we asked them what uh, they thought. We did a, actually a safety survey last year here on site to establish benchmarks to kind of see what our safety culture was. Um, and we, we, were, we were actually pleasantly surprised by the results. We were in, we were in good shape to get started. We had some work to do, but we felt like um, we were at the point where we could implement, start to implement behavior-based safety program here. Uh, and actually, we just officially went live with our observation tracking October 1st. But a lot of work between the survey and now has happened to make sure that employees will, you know, will be engaged and stay engaged uh, with the behavior-based safety program. That's extremely interesting that your customers are actually informing how the safety conversation is happening in your company. Absolutely. I mean, customers today, our customer base today, um, many of those um, customers we provide product to, we actually work on their sites as well. Um, when our buildings ship to their sites, uh, we are required to follow um, their safety standards. Our customers, of course, uh, score us on our safety performance here. Um, likewise, if we have contractors that come in on our, on our customers' behalf to do work here, uh, we're responsible for their safety as well. So there is a very direct link uh, between our customers and our safety performance. Um, it's, it's an important part of it. Uh, definitely, we want uh, our customers to score as high in that area, but more importantly is uh, just worker safety, making sure we're keeping everybody safe. Yeah, that's excellent. So, so I'm wondering the way that the customers are informing all this that you've been talking about, is that isolated just to Fiberbond or is that an industry-wide thing? It is. It is actually uh, an industry-wide thing. Most, a lot of the customers that we have 
um, have very high safety standards where uh, safety is a priority for them. Uh, and they want to make sure that the products that we're providing and the processes that we do here, uh, we're treating our workers um, in a safe manner. Uh, and that there are no uh, hazards here either for their employees that may be here or for our employees. Uh, it's just another metric uh, that they use in, uh, you know, determining who they want to work with, and we want to make sure that, uh, that they're satisfied with our performance in all areas, including safety. Has the industry at large changed how it views safety since you came over to Firebond six years ago? Um, I think so. I think there is. I mean, primarily and historically, OSHA, of course, um, we are mandated um, by regulation, uh, certain safety standards. But I think I've seen during my tenure here uh, the increase in uh, and the need for worker safety become a higher priority from our customers. Uh, and also, I don't know if that's just specific to this industry, um, and talking to other safety professionals, I've, I've attended several conferences lately, there, there does seem to be an increase in worker safety across the board. It really has become a focus um, in the industries that we're in. We see it, but yet um, in speaking with some of my colleagues from pharmaceuticals and other industries, they're seeing that as well. So um, it's, it's been well received and behavior-based safety is uh, a, a tool that we can use to kind of help us get there uh, and make sure that we're not just, you know, checking the box on safety, that we are truly have uh, an engaged workforce that, that cares about one another. Uh, Fiberbond um, has always uh, cared about their employees. There's been, you through the history of Fiberbond, I'm sure um, that, uh, People here are aware, and I'm probably listeners are as well, of the of the fire that we had here in 1998 that destroyed the the main plant. Uh, during uh, they weren't working during the time, but it destroyed the plant, and um, you know not one person lost a paycheck over that. The next day, people came into work, and we we built and constructed buildings outside until our facility could be repaired. Uh, the Walker family has a very strong um, desire, uh, to take care of the people that work for them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that is what's been so different for me here than, than my former, uh, job in that, in working for a company that's uh, small, that has family values, that has a true, uh, history in the region as being, uh, a caring and compassionate, uh, and, uh, and fair employer, uh, it means a lot. They have that reputation and they, they do uh, walk the talk. Um, I, I would say it. we probably would have gotten to behavior-based safety regardless, um, simply because uh, we're always looking for new ways and new ways to engage employees. So with uh, the old uh, indicators, which are by the way important, OSHA, you know, uh, metrics are important and they're required. We just felt that we could be doing more than just, you know, uh, trying every year to reduce our total recordable inc incident rate. How could we do something that would mean more uh, to the employees and, you know, open and honest dialogue and communication? Uh, if you improve that, 
uh, you're improving all areas of your business. You're not just in, it's not just uh, in safety. Uh, that's a culture that you want regardless for all of your processes and in your, in your everyday, uh, in your everyday work. So upping our safety game, I would say kind of helps uh, the overall uh, process, no matter what we're working in, whether it's a production issue, whether it's a sales issue, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, um, being able to trust your coworkers and for frontline workers to be able to have open conversations with managers and supervisors, uh, that's an overall win for us. So behavior-based safety helps us get there because it makes it okay for a frontline employee to, to approach someone in that may be visiting the plant that maybe doesn't have all of their personal protective equipment on. And it makes it okay for that frontline employee to go up and say, hey, I noticed you're not wearing your safety glasses. Here's a pair. You need to put those on. I care about your safety. Um, those types of things and that sort of empowerment that you give to employees goes a long way in all areas of the business. Wow. Excellent stuff. Say a company is not really paying much attention to their safety, as awful as that would be, where would you recommend they start assessing their safety performance? Where we started, just to kind of get the baseline, is the safety survey that we put forward um, last year. We actually had an outside um, company come in and do a, uh, conduct a safety survey. They were anonymous. Everyone filled one out, and it gave us a benchmark to kind of understand where we were on safety. How did our customers, um, per, how do we think our customers, what do, what do we think our customers thought about our safety? What did we actually think about our safety? Did we think our management was uh, engaged and cared? Did we think that our coworkers uh, cared about us? Um, we were prepared uh, to, to, you know, to look at those uh, hard answers and face the truth and actually it came out, came out really well. Um, there were some areas we needed to work on, but that gave us the baseline that we needed to get started. Um, the one thing about doing a safety survey, though, is if you ask people what they think, you need to follow up and communicating to them uh, what you heard and what you're going to do about it, and then follow through on it. Um, over the years, um, we've had a number of surveys go out about a number of things in, in some of my former roles, not here at Fiberbond, but um, you just need to be aware that if you ask people's opinion, if you're going to get their long-term buy-in, you have to communicate back to them that you heard them and also that what you're going to do about it and then go do it. So we knew when we started down this road, uh, we would... Uh, we would have to commit to it long term, and that's what we've done. Uh, I would I would encourage any company that's looking to improve their safety uh, performance, improve the culture, empower their employees to start with the safety survey, um, and then think carefully about how you want to implement what you want to implement. We chose behavior based safety because we felt like that it would empower our employees to have a, a voice. Uh, to have a say and, and actually be part of the solution when it comes to um, worker safety and priorities, working on those unsafe actions. It gave our employees uh, the ability to observe other employees, to observe anyone here on the site and, and document that, whether it was safe or unsafe behavior. It gave them the ability to praise 
uh, for safe behavior, or and it also uh, empowers them to have the conversation with the with the uh, uh, person that they observed about how their their safety could improve. Um, there's no uh, repercussions for that. This is not a program where there's any. Uh, actually, when the observations are done, uh, the employee that's being observed, his name is not taken. It's not documented anywhere. So this is not a, a game of where we're you know taking names down for bad behavior. Uh, this is a true uh, observation of everyday work, which helps us get better. Uh, at the end of the month, after the observations are taken by employees, they're documented in our system, we go through and we see a combination of safe behaviors and unsafe behaviors documented. The safe behaviors, uh, those are to be celebrated. The person who's doing the observing of the employee should immediately uh, you know, should immediately uh, express appreciation and positively reinforce safe behavior and then have a, have a conversation about any at-risk behavior with them at the same time. But at the end of the month, if you tattle, tally up all of that data, you get a really good indication of some maybe some top trending unsafe behaviors uh, that you want to focus on going forward. Uh, if we have, you know, 700 observations done in a month and our top five include, let's just say, in something to do with ladders, uh, whether it's a behavior going up and down the ladder, uh, whether it's using in a ladder and uh, for, for it's not the intended tool to be used. Uh, we know that we need to do, we need to focus on ladder safety. We need to focus on ladder training. Uh, we need to take a look and, and maybe examine the condition of our ladders. Are we using the appropriate tools? So it gives uh, observations, not only engage employees with one another and build a, a, a culture of trust, it also gives us valuable information to prevent injuries before they happen. Um, that is, to me, a much more valuable tool than, um, you know, tying performance to uh, an incident rate for accidents that have already happened. If we can prevent that injury, uh, then, then we can prevent that worker from being injured and the impact uh, to his family. Marty, I had a great time talking with you today. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. You too.